If a beer tells me its name, it will sleep in the fridge tonight. A beer does not have a name. Welcome to the Cellar Dwellers podcast, a podcast I'm obliged to say is dedicated to the best of the worst of AFL football. Another special edition podcast this week, mm. folks, uh, brought to you from a excessively luxury suite in the grand city of Melbourne. Yes. Uh, it's a Cellar Dwellers in-person podcast. Chris, say hi. Hi. We need to stop meeting like this. It's, it's really uh, awkward. It's very we keep, we keep We keep sitting on the ground in hotel rooms together. Yeah. yeah because uh, there's a woman passed out on the bed. Is there? You haven't been in there yet, but okay. yeah, trust me. Cool. Um, well, what a what a, a cracking week in the AFL. For those mm. of you who are joining us for the first time, um, this is a podcast which is dedicated to talking about whichever teams are in the bottom four of the league or yes. whatever's terrible about AFL at the moment. Yes. Um, you can find out more about the podcast by, firstly, subscribing through iTunes. Uh, a great way to go about about getting out the podcast. Make sure it comes to you whenever it's published when Chris finishes doing whatever he does with editing and like... Uh, pray, like performing dark rites yeah, Chris, to the digital gods. Yeah, Chris does dark rites to the digital gods and then the podcast gets uploaded. I ignore mm. all that stuff. I'm high-level management here. Mm. The, the other way that you can, you can find out more about the podcast is to get along to some of our excessively enlarged social media engagement. Mm. Uh, the core way is through our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. Chris, are there other ways that people can there, engage there is, with our brand? There is a total of one other way. One <laughs> other ways That they can engage with the brand and get some sweet AFL content, and that's twitter.com slash thefootyseller. That's uh, right. That is, our, that is our Twitter profile. We often live tweet uh, the worst games. That's that right. We, over the we, we try and highlight what you're missing yeah, yeah. straight into your feed. Yeah. Just come straight in there. Nice little, yeah. nice little tweet about how uh, uh, Fremantle's playing. Because yeah. let's be clear, no one's watching them. No, no one is watching them. Um, I think a grand total of about eight people showed up to watch Fremantle play GWS. Um, well, Chris, it's we're we're, we're seven weeks in. Mm. Are it's, we? We, it turns out we are, as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh, well, seven and a half, if you really want to get particularly yeah. okay, precise about the yeah. AFL no, season. I do. I do. Time to start really settling into the teams that are going to be with mm. us for the season. We've got a real feeling now that there's going to be some clubs who are with us for a long time. So when we look at the seller this week, the real important question is, which team is the most problematic? Yeah. Who has the most issues? So just to, to wrap up uh, uh, who is in the bottom four, from, uh, I guess, first, last place, to who's leading the charge for that wooden spoon? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the 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 longshoreman of Fremantle, uh, currently sitting on no wins, uh, no draws, and seven losses. That's the 007 coveted scoreline that your rich uh, father-in-law's BMW plate comes with. Um, and then uh, and then sitting on uh, one win with a percentage of fifty-seven point eight four, the Bombers of Ascendant. Followed by the Brisbane Lions, similarly on one win, but with a percentage of 66. 
and then uh, the Tigers of Richmond on uh, one win and 73 percentage points. Uh, um, one thing to note this week, of course, about the seller is, again, for the first time, we had every team lose. Yes. Not, <laughs> not one of these teams' fan bases no. experienced joy over the weekend. No. And uh, the only reason there wasn't more separation is because uh, St Kilda and Collingwood both also managed to lose. So we've got a real, we've got a real logjam of teams <laughs> yeah. desperately trying to get down into yeah. the bottom of the team. One team not trying to get in there, listener, is uh, the Carlton Blues. Three wins in a row, just get it, get around them. Uh, Ma- so, managing to do something Melbourne haven't done <laughs> for yeah. I think almost two decades. It's uh, it's a gloriously new experience, folks. Winning. Yeah. Um, look, for me, the most problematic team is the team, unsurprisingly, on the bottom of the ladder. Uh, Fremantle. Won the minor premiership last year. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. I guess it, it means what, what, you know, what, what are you trying to class as problematic team? Because I'm going to disagree with you. I suggest uh, you've got two options for the most problematic team, and I'll, I'll put forward my thesis for both of those. Uh, one of which is Brisbane, and the other of which is Richmond. Now, I think uh, Richmond actually present the most problematic team in the list. Uh, Finished top five last year, missed out on top four on percentage, I think. I'm not going to research that. No, Um, research is illegal. uh, And are now finding themselves only uh, only four or three places from the bottom, separated only on percentage. Um, Richmond's problem is that their players are just shit. There's a lot of bad players out there. (laughs) There's a lot of players who I'm really glad are getting to experience that AFL dream. Mm. I just don't hope that... I hope they just don't experience it with Carlton. Yeah, we all do. Uh, so let's play uh, a fun game with the Richmond list from last yeah. week. Yeah, let's do that, Sam. Uh, because um, for those who, who didn't watch, and I can understand why, um, unless you were into horrific car crashes, geez, you did like, not... Hawthorne are missing so many players. Oh. <laughs> So I, we, we tweeted from our official Twitter account that uh, missing Mitchell Hodge, uh, Mitchell Hodge roughhead, um, and severely depleted in the in the back line as well. Um, if there was any time that Richmond were going to take Hawthorne, this was this week. Uh, suffice to say, well, no, yeah, they did not take Hawthorne. They lost by forty six points. Um, Here's the bananas thing is that Richmond have had a pretty good record against Hawthorne, I speak speak of that memory, but they looked absolutely uncompetitive this week. Something called a uh, Jaden Short Mm. played for them. Mm. Uh, Jake Batchelor continues his career um, as Richmond's televised on-screen Batchelor, much less popular with the ladies. Um, Sean Hampson was out there getting one kick. One kick. One, one mark. One kick. Oh, one, three marks. One three kick, marks, three right. marks. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is, so the other thing to say is that some of the players that they expected to stand up and really give their best have. Dustin Martin is having a tremendous season. Yeah. Dustin but Martin, doesn't, doesn't, just, just for yeah. a moment, like, doesn't Ty Vickery deliver around the ground? So, young Ty has, uh, he's taken five total marks for the game as one of Richmond's uh, premier, premier forwards. Um, he's laid no tackles. All five of his marks resulted in shots on goal. Fucking hero. Goal man. What a hero. What a goal man. Yeah, he's kicked three too. So if you just looked at the scoring sheet, very good. But um, appeared to be confined to the inside 50 for the entire... That's where you were going to kick goals from. Um, 
Look, I think I think Richmond are problematic. I think Frio are worse though, mm. simply because Frio have injuries. Frio have you know no Sandalands, no Fife, no Hope, <laughs> no forward. <laughs> they have no no forward. They have the corpse of Matthew Pavlich <laughs> passing the ball off forty five meters out. <laughs> he kicked the ball to, to somebody who was on a tight angle, further away from the goals because he wasn't confident he could make the distance. Um, and the other thing to say is that they've got this idea that uh, like all, one of the things that's common to uh, Richmond and Fremantle is a lack of confidence potentially in the coaching. There's a little bit of rumours going around about Damien Hardwick. Now that I'm in Melbourne, I can feel the rumbles. <laughs> I can feel the rumours going around about in Damien Hardwick. Eastern Melbourne is yeah. just vibrating. Uh, with with rumours about Damien Hardwick's future. You can't get rid of Ross Lyon. He is there He's forever. He's there. He is there and he is going to build a list for the first time in his history. He is <laughs> going to have to play young players and I just think if you're looking at Fremantle, you think there's not a long, there's not an easy way forward for this team. Well, no, there isn't. But um, I mean, their challenges are really in recruiting. Uh, they've um, always struggled to attract talent. You know, they tried to get Cam McCarthy and couldn't get it done. Um, even though they offered, I think, two picks, including a first-round pick, which would be, at this point, listeners, the number one draft pick in the AFL to GWS. Um, they're probably feeling a bit dudded about that one. GWS thinking, gee, we could have really got to use that yeah. trade. Yeah. We've, got, we've got Jonathan Patton's looking alive again, and the goal man himself, Sir Jeremy Cameron, mm. is just out there charging about doing Jeremy Cameron things. Yeah, so they could have had number one draft pick this year. Um, and instead turn that down for, at this point, nothing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Fremantle um, have struggled to attract uh, some chop-out support for Matthew Pavlich. They've struggled to find a new Ruckman to replace Aaron Sanderlands. Oh. They've struggled to find uh, a midfield support for Nat Fife. Um, there's, uh, without, uh, is it Michael Jamison? Not Michael Jamison. Michael Jamison plays for Carl. No, uh, let me check who that is. That, um, guy, that, that guy, that Fremantle defender that we yeah. ignored because he's wearing purple and lives in the West. Yeah. And this is an East Coast podcast, ladies and gentlemen. East Coast represent. That East, that East Coast media bias. Yeah. Um, look, I, I just think when you look at Fremantle, this was a team where they've now had two potential Brownlow medal hopes break their legs and potentially have their careers ruined. They're the uh, same person. No, remember, remember the first year of Michael Barlow. <laughs> Let me tell you the tale of Michael Barlow. Comes in as a mature age recruit. The first big mature age recruit story. Smashes his leg into a thousand tiny pieces. Has come back and he's fine. Yeah. And it's really sad to see. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that at one point he just sprung back up off the ground this week because someone thought they tackled him and they hadn't. But you know what's interesting for me? Just uh, because I watched... Um as the, the rabid Geelong supporter of the podcast. Every podcast has to have one. Um, it's Every mandatory. conversation in this city has one. <laughs> they come out, ladies and gentlemen, they, start, they turn up out of nowhere. <laughs> They're just at your door going, you want to buy some Cats memorabilia? Have you heard about this Dangerfeld <laughs> man? Yeah. He's great. <laughs> He's a good footy yeah. player. His name is Paddy. I sympathise with the factory workers. Yeah. Yes. Um... No, I, I watched uh, two uh, former Brownlow medalists, Matthew Prittis and Jimmy Bartell, play, and they were good. So I wonder whether Brown, the Brownlow is actually just, you have one player who has one gun year, and then they're just 
good for the rest of their career. Uh, sure, I, I, that could be true, except that Chris Judd is a god. <laughs> yeah, but he won it twice. He did win it twice. Adam Goods won it twice. Gary Ablett, who we'll get to later, has also won it twice. Um, look, I mean, possibly. Uh, the, the, I, I think there's a, then, there's a team that you also mentioned, Brisbane. I understand why you think they're problematic. One and four is a bad return for how good they've looked. And their loss this week was horrendous. It was dire. So listeners with a keen ear will remember that we said this was probably going to be the bottom match of the round. And uh, the Port Adelaide power, those lightning bolts of the south, have uh, won, trotted out 77-point winners, five goals to Charles the Big Pallet. The Big Pallet. The Big Pallet himself out yeah. there getting red wine before the match. Yeah, Shiraz and Dixon. Shiraz Dixon. Had a bunch the, of Shiraz. Out, um, in the, out in the Barossa taking a free bottle home for his family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Shiraz Dixon had a taste for the goal mouth this week. And, he did. Uh, I think it just showed Brisbane. He had good goal mouth feel. Uh, he had an excellent... There was an excellent texture. The terroir, yeah. he felt yeah. at home. Yeah. Um, so uh, it wasn't just uh, Shiraz Dixon. There was, there was the Chad. Oh, God. Um, uh, Chad Wingo. If they were in the bottom four, I would nominate them as the most problematic. That's just a real... for coining that nickname. Oh, there's a lot of problematic nicknames on that team, but the Chad is definitely the worst of them. Um, uh, Brisbane have a problem with everything outside of their midfield sucks. Yeah, and even their midfield, I think, is good, but not great. Like, Days of Beams was good, racked up 30 disposals. I love Days of Beams. Every time I see that flame-wrapped Australian flag sleeve tattoo, I'm just so pleased that he plays for Brisbane rather than Collingwood because I can excuse it if he plays for Brisbane. I just don't care. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, whereas yeah. when he was with Collingwood, it became really objectionable. Yeah. Um, but look, like, uh, so... Stefan Martin got 22 disposals and looked mohawkish. Ah, <laughs> oh, and 51 hitouts just yeah. by the by. Yeah. Um, against no Ruckman. Yeah, I love this Port Adelaide attitude. Why isn't Essendon doing this? Don't play Ruckman. Don't the, do the it. The best they can do is get 50-50. Like, like Stefan Martin got 51 hitouts. They didn't care. Who cares? Just the tackle just, the ball carrier. Just get the ball carrier. Just, yeah. um, uh, the... But like that, so they've got personnel difficulties, and they've got the Brisbane issue that their players are going to leave. <laughs> they are going to leave. <laughs> um, it's that, or they're going to flee uh, the southern states in the midst of a scandal. Um, uh, Brendan Favola and Alan Christensen both spring to mind. Um, uh, look, I I accept all of that being true, but this is the worst loss that Brisbane have had this season. That's true, and they did only lose to Sydney by three points. Yeah, um, like, and I think that's partially why they've lost this week. So and it was back, back to back against Sydney and then Port Adelaide. Yeah. They gave a lot. Um, Rockliffe getting injured, but Dwayne Zorko. I love, I love hearing Zorko get the ball. Yeah. I just love any time a commentator gets a chance to vociferously yell Zorko. That's really pleasant. Yeah. Um, Stephen Martin's hair terrible to look at. Very pleasant. Uh, Mitch Robinson out there doing Mitch Robinson things. Very pleasant as well. This team's. Got some entertaining pieces to it, so I don't. I definitely don't think uh, uh, Brisbane are the most problematic, which leads us to one final club, allegedly, uh, the alleged Essendon Bombers. <laughs> yeah, that match against Sydney oh, sucked. It was just bad. Like it was just it's on the SCG to begin with, yeah. which. 
despite the Swans having made the move there from out at uh, was it Anzac Stadium? ANZ Stadium, ANZ Stadium, the Great West, where Sydney fans dare not go, <laughs> dare not go. Same location. It's, it's, it's the great thing <laughs> that is, it's the same location as GWS's ground, but next door, much bigger, more fancy, fewer people turn up. Yeah. Uh, it's much more noticeable when there's a, there's no crowd at ANZ Stadium and the turf is worse. Yeah, so um, they played at, uh, at um, the SCG, which is fantastic for um, for Sydney because they'll actually make some money. Yeah. Um, not that they need to with the cost of living allowance, but uh, they... no, I think they got rid of Cole, didn't they? I don't know anything about football listeners. It's important to remember that. Um, <laughs> but the, no, the, the thing about this game is that Essendon were overmatched from the start. Sydney, it was one of these cases where they obviously realised that it was mostly a training drill. Uh, Essendon were trying hard-ish. Yeah. But it's so sad watching them play football. It makes me feel so sad. It makes you feel bad inside. I, I never feel bad about watching bad football until I see this team that's just not good enough. Yeah. Like, they miss Matt Stokes. Yeah. Stokes being out was a big loss. But also, like, Lance Franklin kicked three goals, two in the last quarter. Um, uh, that's not great. Um, he's kicked 6-3 for the match. He just, he just decided, whenever he decided he would get, go and get the ball, that but he would. I'm looking at the scoreworm here, listener, and it looked like it was relatively close. I mean, the Bombers got in front. Partway through the, it wasn't the second ex- that quarter. was one of the most exciting moments I think in Essendon's had in the past two years. Yeah. Um, however, it looks like it was relatively close when in fact Sydney were five goals out. Like that's yeah. how much the margin ended up being. Yeah. Um, they uh, they basically they kept them to two goals for the entire second half. Yeah. Sydney just tried. Yeah. So Sydney just like just, yeah, we're just all right, all right. Right. we're better, yeah, better do that. We better do that thing where we just keep running all the time. Yeah. Like, God, I hate how much Sydney run. It's really exhausting you know what, to watch. You know what it is, though? They don't have anywhere to run to. The SCG is so small that they, they basically just, take two steps and you're in the forward. I think they just get used to doing it as well. They get used to running arc to arc yeah. constantly. And so when they put them on a bigger ground, they're like, oh, no, this is just what I do. I'm yeah, Kieran Jack. I just, I just yeah, run doing that weird do little... Yeah. I just constantly run on my toes everywhere with my shoulders swinging round and round and round. Um, so, I, I, so who is the most problematic then? It well, can't, Essendon aren't problematic. It's no, like, they're not. Like, it's, it's deserved. It's they just, are deservedly bad. They suck, and they deserve to suck. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, like I said, yeah. I honestly think it's Richmond. Richmond shows a... Um, so Richmond went into the trading period. They got Chris Yaron. Yeah, that looks like a mistake. Who knew that Chris Yaron had bad hamstrings? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone knew that. Yeah. Um... They got Chris Yaron, another Carlton player to add to their list. Tell you what, Sean Hampson's outperformed Chris Yaron by a lot. Yeah, he has. <laughs> he has. Um, uh, they basically said uh, this list, which got us almost there last time, is going to get us the whole way there again. Yeah, they, they believed that there'd be a bit of natural progression and cohesion. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I think that's wrong because... They have the the salary cap situation is a bit constrained because they have this tremendously expensive midfield. You know when they when they've got to play Bledio, Martin and Cochin. Yeah. Um, and they're paying Ivan Marich overs. They're paying him too much money because they paid him to leave Adelaide. Um, and he was good for two years, but now it looks like it's caught up to him. Um, spiritual leader, Sam. Uh, and they say so, you know, they've they've got a very expensive Jack Rewalt extension. 
um, yep. to pay for. So that, like the, those are some premium pieces. And I know the criticism of Richmond is that they brought in players uh, and they, that, that were you know, mid-tier players and designed to bolster the list and get depth and that they haven't turned out. But I, so, like my, my theory on why they're the most problematic is that they haven't been able to develop those players. They're away jersey sucks. Not as much as Adelaide's. That's true, God. Adelaide's. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. We're putting that in the show notes. That don't, is... don't watch no. Adelaide play away from home. No. Don't watch them play a team wearing blue away from home. Your eyes won't survive. No, it's going to be bad. That's very bad. Like, the yeah. white jersey they used to wear was very bad. The yellow jersey is much worse. Oh, my... Anyway, ne- yeah. Um, no, my thinking on why Richmond are the most problematic is that they've been unable to develop those players. And that means that, like, at least with Brisbane, their problems are structural. They don't have a spine. They don't have key backmen. They don't have forward line. Right? Daniel Merritt. He looks a lot like their coach. Which they don't have key back men. That pleases me. <laughs> Please. It pleases me a lot. <laughs> Le- Leper and Merritt stand together. All and... people should play people that look like either each yeah. other on the field, yeah. like Sydney does, which is these random six-foot-long well, like, blonde why, guys. Why did, why did Brisbane win three premierships in a row? They just had a whole bunch of guys. They had the Scott brothers. They had the Scott brothers. Just these guys that were literally look like. Yeah. More players need to look Scott the same brothers and two rangers. That's, That's all you need. Uh, you know what the answer to that is? More man buns. <laughs> um, yeah. I look, found no, another I, one. I hear what you're. I hear what you're saying on the uh, on the Essendon front. Sorry, on the on the Richmond front. Just that is. Um, and yeah, I guess I guess their situation. At least Frio have had some glory as well. Like this Richmond's well, finishing fifth last year was their the high, high point. point. Yeah, that's what they've been building to. Uh, uh, on the other hand, uh, uh, Richmond. They did, won a final, Sam. Look, they beat Carlton this year, and that's that's an achievement that three teams can't list so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's, that's, that's true. true. They have beaten one per... Yeah, but not by much. How much was it by in the end? They... Uh, a depressingly close amount for the Bolters. Nine points. Nine points over the Bolters. Yeah. I've never seen a team look so uncertain about winning as Carlton did this weekend. <laughs> about halfway through the second quarter and they were leading by the same 16 points that they seemed to lead through throughout the match. They just were like, we're better than these people. We're, we're better than this team, aren't we? We're... we're we move the ball effectively off halfback. We we mark, yeah. take marks inside fifty. Yeah. Levi Casbolt was out there doing Levi Casbolt. Levi Casbolt kicked the winning goal. Uh, and they were out there, and they were just shocked. It was, everyone just suddenly froze up halfway through the last quarter. They were like, "Wait, wait, wait! What do we do? What do we do now? Better keep it close. How do we close goal. out a game? The game plan is to keep it close. Oh dear. Well, uh. Yeah, Richmond, congratulations, most problematic team at the moment. Yeah. Um, well, that moves us on to uh, my personal angry <laughs> moment of the week. Uh, what's the worst take of the week, Chris? Yeah, so um, the worst take of the week comes from the AFL itself. Bad take, <laughs> AFL. Very yeah. bad. Yeah, which have um, published on their website, and we will link to it in the, in the show notes. Um, uh, they have uh, published a video asking the question, did the Gold Coast Suns stuff up getting Gary Ablett? And what's amazing about this take is that they take a binary approach to the argument, and both the for argument and the against arguments are very bad. It's the kind of situation where you want someone to toss the coin in the air 
have it explode and <laughs> kill everyone in the room. Just for asking the question. Just for asking the question. Um, so to summarise it for you, the case for why it was the right decision is basically that he won a Brownlow, mm. which, is a, which is a good point. Yeah. Um, he got three best and fairest uh, at the Gold Coast Suns. At the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, he's only 32 and his dad kicked 120 goals after yeah. that age. Quality arguments. That is no joke. That is one. Yeah. He, he's got his, and they say, well, it's not hereditary, but let me use it as an example yes. anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the, the against argument Which is that, is that, uh, oh, sorry, the, the, wait, the no, the, the no, no argument, the case for the no is that uh, Gary Ablett has not performed to expectations over the past two years in spite of only playing a number of games. Yeah. Um, and also that Jager O'Meara and Dion Prestia might leave at the end of the year, thereby relegating Gary Ablett to leading a midfieldless team, and also that they finished in 12th at some point. Yeah. This yeah. is, of course, remembering the year that Gold Coast were going to make the finals, and then Gary Ablett got injured, and then yeah. they missed the finals by losing every single game. Yeah. Um, yeah, the core of the argument is basically that Gary Ablett was too old for the team when they started. Yes. Apparently there's such thing as being uh, at the wrong time to have a Brownlow medalist on your team. Yeah. It's really not clear. They're like... And then the argument is, well, gold, uh, GWS did a much better job of bringing over the people that they did, like perennial disappointment Tom Scully. Yeah. yeah. This take is so hot. I just, <laughs> I really struggle to grapple with it because it's so disconnected from reality because it's not like they gave anything up to get Gary no, Ablett. did not. It was the preview of free agency. Yeah. Geelong got their hall of compensatory picks. That's yeah. true. But as best I recall it, Gary just left. In fact, one of my favourite moments, this is, I'm always very proud of this story, was uh, I was at the football with, this with my co-podcaster yeah. watching Geelong play St Kilda and the infamous Stevie Baker trying to break oh, people's hands match. That was uh, the most dire game. Uh, I mean, it was an amazing contest, yeah. but we got rained on for about was, two hours. It was wet and the, and the wind Cold. was blowing and it was miserable yeah. and I was just yelling, how's the weather going to be on the Gold <laughs> Coast Gary at him every time he was near the... And it turns out uh, the weather's pretty good. Turns out the weather's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty he enjoys it. He enjoys yeah. it. Like, the yeah. shoulder injury is bad. I, that's obviously really affected him more than I think anyone anticipated. Maybe it's much worse than I think Gold Coast... Yeah, really but that's tallest. really an anti-inflammatory statement. Sorry, this is... That's it. That's it. We have to end the podcast now. <laughs> We have to end. That's it. I'm sorry. No more. No more of this. <laughs> we Kill. quit the internet. We quit the internet. Yeah. Um. So the the other problem with it as well is that like there's there's so there's the problem if it didn't cost them to give anything up, and then it's like the counterfactual theory behind it's also really bad <sighs> because they they had the, the the use the right to take the players who were in free agency available to them expired. That's it. Yeah. They, they had to take someone. They had to so take someone. Who were they meant to take? Who are they going to go after? Who's a bit younger? They could have gone after... Who's coming out of contract? It could have been someone like, I think, maybe Mark Murphy. Yeah. Like, or... or Who uh, has underperformed. Who has underperformed. Like, like who, who was... But who was, like, who was relatively well Bryce Gibbs got yeah, locked yeah, away yeah. that same year. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, they were looking at, you know, these guys who are definitely worse football players than Gary Ablett. Yeah. Definitely are going... Yeah. Are and will be worse football players than Gary Ablett. Yeah. And the fact that Gold Coast haven't made the finals, definitely not his fault. How about we look at the fact that Guy McKenna, <laughs> bad football coach. Yeah, yeah. Bad at culture. Bad at culture. Yeah. New guy hired, Rodney Eade, um, appears to have forgotten that you need to teach people how to defend. Yes. Uh, has a very big... But that was, that was his problem with the Western Bulldogs yeah. as well. Not yeah. a great defensive team, no. the, the Eade era Bulldogs. No. 
Um, so look, I, Rocket Eve might be fine. Who knows? It's a bit early. It's a bit early to tell. Look, they have major injury problems. They have major. Their injury fitness problems. team is the one that needs replacing. Um, uh, that take. I can't believe the AFL put that online. I uh, can. I absolutely. The, the can. great thing about it, though, of course, as well, is that because it was put online by the AFL, they need to get engagement. Yes. The brand must be yes. engaged with. Yes. And so. Uh, of course, it was posted to their delightful Facebook page, unlike ours, which is facebook.com slash podcast. Yeah. Theirs is facebook.com slash hot takes slash AFL. And uh, tell you what, Chris, the, the comments on that section are... Oh, they are some gold, gold takes. Um, as we record, there are 193 golden the people, takes. The people are engaging with the hot takes. Yes. As we are. Yeah. Your options, by the way, on this are binary, no, Gaz is a superstar, or yes, not the right fit, which is not the way to structure a dialogue box. (laughs) As somebody who does user experience and decision-making for a living, I can say that's a confusing statement. Yeah, no wonder they can't figure out whether something was deliberately done or not. (laughs) Yes. Yes, got one back. Yes. (laughs) Winner. Um... Look, it's, I don't want to single out a single comment uh, other than to say, do go and have a look at this thread because um, it is the, the best of the internet writ look, large. Look, in, in an election year, it's an important thing to remember that a lot of these people are still allowed to vote. And it's important yeah. to realise... No, thanks. I'm gonna, just going to quit as well. I just quit. Australia has life. a thriving democracy and it's important that everyone's voices are heard. Um, the, I will point out, though, that it did, it did teach me that the Suns made one crucial mistake in their recruiting. They recruited three Nathans. <laughs> Too many Nathans. Nathan Ablett, Nathan Cracker, Nathan Bock. God. That's right. That's like a bloody <laughs> Bock. That's like Nathan Bock. And Gary Ablett is meant to be the problem here. Yeah. Mike, what this take is just makes my face hurt. Yeah. It makes my face, <laughs> like my face hurts thinking about how bad this take is. Oh. So thanks to the AFL for providing us oh, with... Oh, your uh, take is problematic. <laughs> the, entire, the entire question is the problem this week. Um, well, brings us now, Chris, of course, to a real highlight of the show and a real, I think, highlight of the year in this part of the show. Mm. What shit stuff is for sale in the Essendon mm. Football Club shop? Oh, it's, go- it's a good one. Um, so one feature that we found... Uh, the Essendon Club Shop is the uh, find a gift feature, which if you do click on the find a gift feature, will just list, as far as we can tell, every item in the club shop. I've got a very literal and very accurate understanding of what a gift is. If you provide <laughs> services, goods, or promise thereof to another person <laughs> with no expectation of payment in return, it is a gift. Yes. And you can gift. gift any of these things to a person. Um, um, and then the, the, other, the other feature, which Sam, Sam noticed right away, is that the, um, the Essendon shop features two, uh, I guess, promised to be Essendon players There's next year. Not current Essendon players <laughs> still, <laughs> feature, still feature throughout <laughs> yeah. the Essendon shop. Yeah. Um, Dyson, not fashion forward, Heppel. Dyson, vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Michael Hurley. Michael Hurley. Yeah. Uh, featured standingly awkwardly near as if somehow they don't share something in common, David Zaharakis. Yeah. Um, um, 
So look, that that's problematic. But Chris, uh, it's a it's a cracking shop. Let's it's a cracking just, shop. It's, well, it's, I, I, it's, I, I, it's not well. It's not well made. It's after not after well made. the past two weeks when we had sort of Carlton and Collingwood, which were ultimately pretty well put together shops, yeah, really pleasant shopping yeah, experiences. Curated. I think yeah. Essendon have gone for a uh, every size fits all approach. To generating revenue. Tell you what, another place you can buy suitcases. Yeah. I feel our adventure this year might lead us into a lot of luggage decisions. Yeah. Um, look, honourable mention goes to uh, Essendon do have in the shop um, the Essendon Bombers Solar Night, Solar Light Gnome. It's a very bad gnome. Listen. It's a bad gnome. Um, it runs more uh, uh, more pricely than the Adelaide Crows gnome yep. at, at forty dollars. Um, but it's a, it's an, we're not going to put it up this week because we both saw it and went, oh, they've also got a gnome. Yeah. Um, the one thing that the Essendon gnome does have is binoculars. Uh, I think it's an Asada rep shining a spotlight onto the darker <laughs> corners of the Essendon Football Club. Wada's um, just getting in there. Because the binoculars are light up solar torches. Which, wild. That's wild. That's it's just, just like... That just means that in your garden at night, that looks like someone is trying to peek in. Yeah. It's like there's a tiny little man trying to look inside your business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also nominated is the description for the Essendon Solar Light Gnome, which reads, Nice new addition to our homeware range. A little red and black in the garden never hurt anyone. And uh, they've never yeah. met a red belly black snake. Uh, or, that is... or a red back spider. Yeah. Yeah, red but and black is the traditional yeah. danger colour of nature. Out, yeah, turns out in Australia, a lot of things that are red and black in the garden, <laughs> yeah. very bad for you. Yeah. You have hurt people. Um, so uh, my honourable mention, uh, and I hope this isn't Chris's choice, is the Essendon Bombers two-pack toothbrush. No, but I did yeah. see this. Uh, Essendon, bring the bombers into your bathroom with these two Essendon All toothbrushes. Of them. That's a lot. That's like, at this point, 60 players. Providing three-in-one cleaning power of not only teeth, but also gums and records of medicine administered. <laughs> wait, huh. Huh. wait. Huh. Strange. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess it's a pretty good feature. <laughs> That's what they were. Uh... Uh, all right. All right, Chris. I think I went, I think I went first last week. Yeah. Uh, so what's, yeah. Your, what's your choice? Yeah, my pick, um, I've gone upmarket for the yeah. first time. Uh, you've got you you you've gone in the high end. I've gone high end. Um, it's also low end though. So let's be. It manages to be both at the same time. I've gone for the Essendon mobile can shaped fridge. <laughs> um, wait 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 wait. Run that back for me again. The Essendon mobile can shaped fridge. Fridge. Yes. I really couldn't. I didn't think you could put those <laughs> words together. Yeah. In a sense. Those I love are not, that we've I, reached a yeah. point in human history yeah. where I can put those words together yeah. and it actually it makes sense in the, someone's brain. Those. Those. That's a series of adjectives and a noun. Yeah. Which I understand to be a phrase. <laughs> yes. Of a very bad understanding <laughs> about what that result is. Though. Yeah. yeah. So I have. Uh, just, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll bring it up. We're we're operating yeah. off dual phones, listeners. Yeah. yeah. So. The Essendon Mobile can-shaped fridge um, runs at $449.95, uh, is 814, 81 centimetres high. That's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. 43 centimetres wide. Um, is portable and stable. Uh, mobility achieved with three caster wheels. It is the shape of a giant beer can. <laughs> as if Essendon made its own beer. It's Essendon branded beer writ large. 
Um, one of the advertised features is no need for ice, which for a fridge I would take as the minimum standard <laughs> for a fridge. <laughs> really, wait. Well, I mean, much in the, much in the same way that they have played this year, lowering the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, lowering the bar for what's acceptable in an AFL shop. Yeah. Uh, holds the equivalent of approximately 60 cans. That's a lot of beer. Yeah. Um, interchangeable outer wraps. So for the Essendon Bombers fan who's too embarrassed to have... So it can, it can camouflage itself. It can camouflage itself as non-Essendon. If you didn't try and sneak it into an Asada hearing. Yeah. Um, there's a 12-month conditional for warranty. Instance, if, you, if you were trying to transport blood samples. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This would be make a perfect size. Because it's so stable with three wheels. Um, <laughs> you, Wait, how tall is it? Uh, 800 mil, so almost, almost a metre. Almost a metre. It's quite low. I've got it. I found it. I found it. Yeah. This is very bad, listeners. It's, it's very good, low-quality stuff. Um, it, and it what, comes with a two-metre-long power lead. Uh, why is it shaped like a can? Why is it mobile if it needs a power lead? So you can... I don't know. Wait, how long is the lead? Two metres. That's much better than the clock. That's better than the clock. The That's clock... better than the immortal yeah, the clock. The clock. clock was like 1.2. Um, uh, and and uh, you need to allow up to 10 business days for delivery. So if you are planning to order this... Uh, Essendon Bombers fans, um, do allow some extra time. But not... extra delivery charges, unspecified, will apply. I don't think that this thing has an environment rating. No, it doesn't. I think it is zero stars. Yeah. Much like my rating for it. Uh, my object this week, I've gone, unlike my usual trend, I've gone to the low end. Oh. Um, my choice is the Essendon Job Watson static window clean. How did I miss... This, this glorious This object. Joe Watson static window cling will just adhere to just will adhere to just about any glass surface, making it perfect for your children's bedroom windows. There's a really weird typo in there. <laughs> uh, children's bedroom windows or the windows of of your car. Oh, oh my god! Perfect for the car or bedroom window. Show your support for the captain of the bombers with this Joe Watson <laughs> <laughs> static window cling. Um, Can now, we all pull together and buy a bunch for Brendan Goddard? Um, the important, the other, the really important thing about this though is he is doing some kind of really weird Highland fling, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this wow. portrayal of Joe Watson is as wow. some kind of freakishly lumpy cartoon hero. Yeah, it's a with caricature. With definitely no gonads. Yeah, and he is gonad free. He's got some hip problems. He's for got sure. some real hip dysplasia. He's also got. He is kicking from his right. He's kicking from his left. He's kicking on, on his left, kicking up over his right shoulder. <laughs> he is doing the can-can, ladies There's and gentlemen. something... And what is up with his face? His face is so messed up. Yeah, it's, it's almost expressionless, but in a way that it implies that he's had some kind of brain surgery gone slightly awry. He is struggling to recall what happened to him during... <laughs> Particular times in his life, he uh, does he does not know and cannot recall what has happened to him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. And and the thing about it is, it's ten bucks. This is achievable, ladies and gentlemen. This is achievable. Yeah, I I you do, can show your support. I don't know how big Essendon. it is. 
They don't give you the dimensions. Is it for your house? It says it's for your car. So it can't be that big. It can't be that big. No, No, but uh, I... I think we should pull together and get get a whole bunch for Brennan Goddard, just to remind him that this is a temporary. Just, or at least just tweet the description of the of the of the item at it, listeners. If yeah. you get BJ in on this, is 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 Bod the God on on the toots? He is, isn't he? I don't know. Well, I find it very hard to keep up with AFL player Twitter. They spend most of the time talking about basketball. Yeah, they really do. They really love the Miami Heat. <laughs> they love the Miami Heat and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Removable and reusable, much like his captaincy. Um, <laughs> hey! Uh, Alright, Chris, where do you think it lies this week? Oh. I think it lies with the fridge. I think, yeah, I think the fridge is... Why does it look like a can? It's four, $450. $450. If so, this is sort of like the It's not a small... The... Like, it's also that if you were going to try and get rid of it, it's big enough that it's not just going to fit in your bin. Yeah. And it, but it's also, it's also big enough that... And it's, it's like definitely energy inefficient enough that if yeah. you just sit it leaving running around running, yeah. then it's going to cost you a, a, a ball. Like yeah, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. Uh, but the other thing to say is it only advertises its cooling effectiveness as better than ice. Better than ice. Yeah, no <laughs> ice required. Now, uh, if I just do some, uh, some quick sums here. Does it uh, include postage? No, it does not. <laughs> postage is separate. The, that 10-day postage is separate. But... Uh, you would need to buy 150 bags of ice before you met cost equivalency Am I gonna with the... I'm definitely not using that fridge 150 times. No. No. No, definitely not. No. I'm not, getting, I'm not going to that fridge even for each of the 60 beers in it. <laughs> all right. All right, Chris. Well, the, the great find with the can-shaped fridge. Yes, uh, terrific find. Uh, what a terrible shop you have, Essendon. Just a, an unsurprisingly shithouse shop. Um, What's in the week ahead? Well, the week ahead, um, I think uh, tell you what, good there's, there's a couple of good matchups going on here. Well, we start out with the ritual slaughter of Essendon <laughs> versus another football team. Yeah. Uh, so North Melbourne will definitely be eight and zero by the yeah, end of. It's not a well uh, Saturday. You, you say definitely. A lot of things can happen. Uh, this doesn't seem likely. No, it doesn't no. seem likely. Uh, I, I like that we've got we've got a toilet bowl almost. We have. I was really hopeful that Richmond yeah. was going to go over to the line and give us a toilet bowl yeah. this week. Brisbane Collingwood is a bad matchup. That's that's yeah, an almost. But Brisbane will be back on their home turf at the Gabba. No, no, it's it could be it's it's all win. It's all upside. Yeah. If Collingwood loses, Nathan Buckley, the Nathan Buckley shots are going to be wild. Yeah. They're going to be wild. Hog wild. Uh, hog wild. Yeah. Um. The and watching Brisbane win at the Gabba is great because they celebrate like crazy and they have those weird coloured seats that makes it look like the crowd is full. Yeah. So it's always really good. Yeah, um, but you are you are going to have to um, picture in picture uh, Saturday night listeners because Richmond plays Sydney at the MCG, and that could get ugly. Yeah, that could get ugly real fast. That's problematic. Yeah. That's probably it's not a good it's not a good week for our bottom four teams. Either way, it's going to get yeah. it's going to get bad because but, if Sydney lose to Richmond, it's almost quite good. We've got a nice little palate cleanser in there. So basically, yeah. what we've got is so you've got the one forty five uh, Essendon North game. Yeah, tune into that one on your on your mobile devices. Yeah, um, uh, then flick on over to GWS Gold Coast, which is an interesting game. Bad for the eyes. Bad for the eyes. Could That's going to be, gonna be very eyes. brightly coloured. Yeah, I think is Gold Coast's away uniform is white. I think it is. It must be. Yeah, they all they've gone all white everyone um, this year. Uh, um, but also you've got um, 
You've got uh, the, the slaughter of Fremantle down at Aurora will be happening. Oh, yeah, you can go to that too? Good. Yeah. Well, so the oh, cellar, we're going to get through the cellar. It's a cellar, cellar Saturday. It's yeah. a cellar Saturday, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Um, don't worry about watching Sunday football. There's the, there's the winning streak, Carlton, uh, playing. That's your big highlight. Yeah, um, so Sunday is mid-table Sunday, right? Mid-table Sunday. Yeah, we're, and we've got uh, top of the table Friday, so ignore yeah, that. Ignore, ignore that. Sunday. No good. No, no good. No good. Instead, where it's at is anywhere um, between e- the hours of 1.45pm oh. Eastern Standard Time this- and 11pm Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, the 14th of May. Just There's eight wins in those teams that are playing on Saturday. Eight. Yeah. Totally. Between, between the, in, the, in the teams that have won fewer games than their opponent, yep. those five teams have won eight games. That is amazing. They are playing teams... Which have won. Well, North Melbourne has almost won more games than them combined. It's not. It's really not good. Thirteen, eighteen, twenty-three. Twenty-three. Twenty-three wins versus eight. That's yeah. I think the AFL and their scheduling went. No, we're gonna we're gonna shuffle this around. Like, if you thought at the end of last year, what was going to be a good good Saturday match? Well, like they've gone. Yeah. They've plotted this weekend out, right? So Adelaide Geelong, they probably thought, yep. That'll be a pretty good, yeah. pretty good match. Um, Essendon North Melbourne. Well, that's that's, that's a always, snoozer. That's yeah. an early Saturday snoozer. But then Hawthorne Fremantle. Yeah, we'll put that on at the same time. Yeah, we'll put that on at the same that's time. A great that's game. a great game. Yeah, and then GWS Gold Coast. Oh, two up and coming teams. Yeah, that could it's be something exciting. And Richmond Sydney is a premier clash. Yeah, that was going to be top of the table yeah. barnstormer. Uh, but no, instead what we've got is twenty three wins <laughs> versus, versus eight. eight. Um, oh, oh, that's brutal. Christian versus Lions, ladies and gentlemen. Get yeah. amongst it. Get amongst it. Um, um, uh, keep, keep, keep listening on. Make sure, as I mentioned, uh, subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, drop us a review, a rating, a, uh, a stupid comment. would be nice. Uh, like us on the Facebook page. Um, otherwise, I suspect finally next week we'll have to podcast apart. I don't know how that's going to feel. Awkward. Awkward. It'll be weird. Yeah. Back yeah. on the Skype. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, have a great weekend. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Green Day Stadium. The mere mention of its name conjures up images of sweat-covered mosh pits, vomit-soaked stands, and very worried parents. But to three ragtag musicians from the Bay Area, it is simply known as home. Like salmon swimming upriver to spawn, the faithful come out in droves. Where else would you rather be than right Right here, right now? Yeah! First number, Trey counts us in, right? I want Dylan, I want Mike, I want you on your march, damn it. Just like we did it all week long. a rough and at times cruel music. It is not nice. In punk rock, nice guys finish last.